I know there's a difference in your attitude and a difference in your outlook of life. There's even a difference of your feelings and your emotions. I can sing a world secular song and it can mean nothing to me. It can maybe bring back some memories of what I didn't want to bring back. But when I sing of the goodness of God, when I lift Him up, I can get in an elevator and hear the Karen and Richard Carpenter playing on the song and it can bring me back to the 70s where I grew up. But when I'm humming and singing the songs of Zion, singing the songs of worship of God's people, I come off that elevator in a different frame of mind. Why? Because God's been there. God's honored the sacrifice. God knows when I worship. <laughs> the Father seeks such to worship Him. I can go to college, spend a lot of money, get a piece of paper and hang it on my office door. I can go to trade school and learn how to weld and do things, and electricals, whatever, <clears throat> machinists. And that might be a good job and make some good money. But there is nothing better for us to be than a worshiper of God. That takes precedence over everything else. That's how I feel. Because they can't duplicate what you feel in this room today. Only God can. He's the one that it all matters to. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Brother Galan, thank you for your, your uh, teaching today. You kind of started things out for me. <clears throat> I told him that he might have looked at my notes a little bit, but well, first of all, I want to talk about our opportunity. You have an opportunity this time, this year, this day. There's nothing you can do about last year. There's nothing you can do about what went on in the past. But today, you can do something about your future. And that's what it's all about. Amen? Amen. When we have opportunity, Paul talks about giving an opportunity in um, uh, Galatians, the sixth chapter. <clears throat> but the opportunity I want to talk about for a minute is having an access to God. He's given himself open to you so that you and I, it has to happen that way. God can't do everything. I mean, he can but he will not do everything for you because why? It takes us to take a step of faith. It takes us to make our mind up and say, Lord, I need you right now. And I, 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 I'm not, I'm, 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 I promised myself that I don't want to get into the politics. I don't want to throw anything about the news. I, I'm an, I used to be a news junkie. But what I've learned is the more I pay attention to the sorry news reports of how bleak and full of despair and of no hope that's coming to us, I, it just makes me a, a, a bad-minded person for the day, and nobody wants to be around me like that. I don't want to do that. What I've got to do is I've made the promises. I'm throwing all that stuff off. And I want to look into the Word of God. Because why? I need access to him. Praise God. I've tried this time. I'm going to make sure that I read this. 
Psalm 24. I know I don't have that listed on there, Sarah, but I want to read this. Verse 3, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? How many want to ascend up to where God is? I, I just don't want to raise my hand and just say, oh, well, everybody's raising my hand, so I'll raise my hand. I, want to, I mean it this year. I mean it this time. It's got a lot of glue on it, and I want it to stick. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? You have an opportunity, boy. We are standing in a holy place of God. I don't know what you've been feeling, but I've been feeling the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you brought in, but even if you brought in something that you've been praying about all week or, or since last year, God's in this house to help you with it. God's in this house to unbreak the breakable. Or break the unbreakable. I got that backwards. Who can ascend? He that hath a clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul of vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. I want to get the righteousness from God. I want to receive a blessing from God. Amen? How many are with me today? You want to receive a blessing this year? I don't need to wait till December of 2024. Now is the day. Today's the day of salvation. I make my mind up today about what's happening to me tomorrow. I'm not letting the government punch my ticket. Not happening. Praise God. You ready to get a message? I've got something God's laid on my heart, and I want to share it with you. If you'll turn to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, whether you have a Bible, whether you have a device, whether you have some eyes to look up on the screen. Yeah. It used to be when I was a kid, or not too long ago, you would hear the rustling of the Bible pages. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. How many has God done something for you? We have we can share a witness. We're full of it here, aren't we? <laughs> Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. The problem is the flesh. Cut right to it today, Raj. Problems the flesh. Always battling that. Let us run with patience the race set before us here's where we want to go looking let's say looking looking unto Jesus the author finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame set down at the right hand throne of God praise God look to your neighbor and say it's all about the view all about the view. Lord bless you, you may be seated. Now, let me get a disclaimer out there. I know there's a show on TV called The View. 
That's what it's not about. I've never seen that show. I just hear stuff. How many want to help me preach? I need the help. Praise God. It was a Wednesday night, April the 3rd, 1968. How many were around then? I was. It was in Memphis, Tennessee. I remember this. It was in the sixth grade. My sixth grade teacher's name was McKinley. She was a cousin of President McKinley. Do you know when he was president? 1899. Oh, Lord. You are old, Raj. <laughs> it was in Memphis, Tennessee, in the Masonic Temple, Dr. Martin Luther King gave his famous mountaintop speech. He said, I've been on the mountaintop, I've looked over, and I've seen the other side. I've seen the promised land. The next day, April the 4th, at the Lorraine Hotel, a guy by the name of James Earl Ray assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King. I remember that. I remember that newscast. I remember the picture of everybody pointing up. There, Dr. King laying on the. Some things you see, you can't unsee. It's a good thing. Some things are bad that you kind of want to forget. Let me tell you, the presence of God and the Spirit of God will help you get rid of that bad sight that you have. The enemy of your soul will keep that in front of your mind and torture you with the rest of your life. You make your mind up, you can get rid of that today. God will touch you and God will cleanse your mind up so that we have the right mind to think about the things, the good things of God. Paul says, think on these things, whatsoever things are honest and true and lovely and have a good report. He said, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, you got to think on these things. It's tough sometimes because this world is a big bully. This world pushes stuff on us that we don't even want to know. And sometimes we end up doing things we don't even know we're doing. And we're doing the world's bidding. And they love it that way. And it looks like we're losing the game. But I'm here to tell you, I know who's going to end. I know how this is going to end up. I know when I get in the presence of God that things get cleansed again. I've got to take another path in the Holy Ghost. I can't go a day without Him. Without Him, I'm nothing. Without His touch and without His Holy Ghost, I can't live a good life. People try it without God, but you know what? They don't want to change the way God wants to change them, so they say, oh, well, I don't need the Lord. And you know what? Sometimes those are the most miserable people in the world because they're stuck in between. This year, if you have a choice to make, choose the things of God. Choose the things of God because it's all about the view. Joel 2.23 through 29 says this, Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord our God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. 
He will cause to come down from the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. That no longer, that is not a normal thing that happens. God knows what's going on and God knows where you're at and God knows what we need. If there's something that I believe and I've got hope in, we're going to have such a revival this year in this church. God has given us this city. Listen, it's our city. It's our county. It's our state. It's even our nation. One nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It doesn't belong to the group in Washington. It belongs to God. And God's got us in charge. Yeah. You remember David and Goliath? Remember the field of Elah that happened? Where the battle took place, they set it all array. The, the Philistines, if you look at David and you study David, most of the time all the battle was in the middle of Israel. That's where all the battles took place with the Philistines and David and the Israelites and everybody. But you know, but at his young age where he was called and his father said, take these, and you know the story. That valley of Elah belonged to Israel. So when little David stood out there and big Goliath was out there for 40 days scaring everybody else, he didn't come to Goliath's place. Goliath came to his place. The devil doesn't come. We don't come to the devil's place. He's come to our place. He's the invader. So we've got the home field advantage, if you please. We've got a God that's able. We've got a God that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ever ask or even think. He knows where we're at. I don't know how many times I've said that. Somebody needs to hear it again. He knows where you're at and what's going on. And we're in his field. We're in our field. It's our city. It's our county. Amen. <coughs> Verse 24, the floors shall be full of wheat. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will restore, let's say restore. I'll restore you the years that the locusts have eaten. Not just does it mean an insect. That means everything that the devil has taken. That means all the evil that provides and, and, and all the evil that goes on. God's going to restore things. We're the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. My great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dwelt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Ye shall know that I'm in the midst of Israel. That I'm in the Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Here's where we get to. Shall come to pass it afterward. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I don't know about you, but I need a touch of God. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. God's going to show you things in this coming year. God's going to give you dreams. 
it's, it's different. The devil doesn't want you to have good sleep. Good sleep helps restore your body. Good sleep is what God's designed you for. I want to rest and I want to sleep in what God's given me. I don't want to toss and turn all night and worry about the world. I can't fix the world, but I can fix Raj. I can fix my mind. I can fix what I want to get. I can fix whether I raise my hands and worship God. I can fix what I do with my time this year. And I want to do the things of God. Amen. Amen. Verse 29, also upon the servants, upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. So it's important what you view with your eyes. Because your view can change your perspective. Amen. What you see can change your perspective about all of what you've heard. Sarah, what you're looking at there is about 4,000 feet above sea level in Alaska. Uh, it's cold, but it's a beautiful sight, isn't it? It took some time, it took some getting there to get up to this little, that was taken from a gift shop on, um, it's called the Alaska Resort. A-L-E-S-K-A, not Alaska, Alaska Resort, um, north of uh, uh, Stanton, somewhere close to Anchorage, where we flew out of. We had to take a bus to get back up to the airport, and this was one of the stops. It was an eight-hour bus trip, but we didn't mind because you got to see things like this. Amazing, isn't it? God made that. Changes your perspective. You get up there and you walk around on this little rail. This gift shop's the size of this platform. You walk around on this little thing, 4,000 feet up. It's cold. But it, when you see that, all the trouble, if there was, all the difficulty, if there was any, all goes away because of the view. People ski down that. <sighs> Not me. I remember when I first saw the Grand Canyon. How many's ever seen that? It was awestruck. You can look at a picture, you can watch a video, you can look online, but it's not the same as standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon looking a mile down. And you see how God's finger just kind of grove things out. How God just raised mountains, how God made this beautiful place and it makes me feel this tall but it makes me love him even more why because he can think about me hmm. Sarah if you have that picture of Jerusalem this is a picture out of our bus we went there in 2016 Though it doesn't look like that today, but you're looking at the eastern gate. All those little white cubicle things in front of that big box in the center. That's the gate they closed up. That's the gate he's going to go through. This is from a, a view of the, around the Mount of Olives looking that way. And the Muslim people put bodies, they bury a lot of people in front of that gate because they know that the Jewish belief is don't go anywhere near death. 
type of thing. So they say, well, you're not going to let your God do this. Okay, we're going to put all those bodies there, and he'll never. But they don't know what we know. They don't know that that ain't nothing for God. They don't know that when his feet touch the Mount of Olives that everything's just going to split in the middle. Those gates are going to open up, and he's going to come walking through with us. Because he's a great God. We were all on the, the tour bus. We started in northern Israel and went all the way down. Yeah, they have interstates and signs and exit signs and going that way. And everybody on the right side of the bus, when we were driving to see the city up and over the hill, they all kind of got on the left side of the bus. Oh. <laughs> but you couldn't keep them away. Why? Because it's important about the view. It's important about the view. Psalm 8, 1 through 4 says this. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens... When I look out at the sky at night and I see the awesomeness of what you've done. When I go up at Alaska Resort at 4,000 feet up and I look out over this little railing and I see the mountains that you've made. When I go down to the Grand Canyon and look over the ridge and see what you've made. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Oh, how many want a visit from God? Don't you feel the presence of God in here today? So God just doesn't show up to say hello. God just doesn't show up to tickle us a little bit and say, Ooh, I got a good service. God just doesn't show up to do that. He doesn't show up to just tap me on the shoulder and say, Hi, Roz, I'm just passing through. He shows up because he means business. He shows up because where two or three are gathered in his name, he's going to honor his word and be in our midst. He shows up, why? Because he's heard a prayer through the night that somebody needs healed. He shows up because why? There's miracles, signs, and wonders that has to happen. He shows up because there's healings that's going to take place. Because there's calls that go out to people that changes their lives. Because there's families that need mended. There's hearts that need corrected. There's marriages that need saved. That's why he shows up. Where sin abounds, I said it before, grace does much more about. I'm glad I'm in the presence of God. I'm glad that I know he's on the throne, that he's got a powerful name. That when I call on that name, I can reveal and feel the presence of God. I need his touch today. So let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews 12 again, where we started. It's all about the view. Wherefore, seeing we are all compassed about with a greater cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside the weights. It's been preached. Many messages about carrying stuff. Carrying baggage. Not literal baggage. Emotional baggage. Spiritual baggage. Baggage about what's happened in the past. Even though it may not be fair to you and you may have feel cheated and something's not right and you just are hurt. God didn't intend you to carry all that baggage. Let us lay aside every weight. The sin that so easily besets us. Run with patience the race that God set before us. I want to finish strong, don't you? The word here on the next verse is looking unto Jesus, author and finisher of our faith, for the joy was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This word looking is a Greek word called aphorao, A-P-H-O-R-A-O, aphorao. It means to consider attentively or to look. But, let me go a step further and, and, and dice this on up and go another page, peel another, uh, another layer of the onion down upon this word of looking unto Jesus. It's compiled of two uh, Greek words. The first one is apo, apo, which means to separate. So when I want to look at Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, I first of all have to separate. Okay, here we go. You got to separate. If you want to look, if I want to look at a 4,000 foot mountain, do you think I'm going to get that at sea level? Oh, that looks great. I had to climb, we had to climb, we had to take the cable car all the way up, get way up there. Separate. The second part of this word is called horao, H-O-R-A-H-O, horao. And this is what stuck with me. It's translated and it means to properly stare at. What? Wait a minute. I got smacked by my mom or my dad for staring. Yeah? Hey! Am I the Lone Ranger today? But this word means to properly stare at. First of all, you separate yourself. Then you've got to prepare yourself to properly stare at Jesus. No distractions. Have I pushed the book called Stolen Focus? I've read that. You should pick it up and read it. It's all about this device. Stolen Focus. You end up doing things that they want you to do. Oh, man, I got to check my email. See if anybody wants me. I'm so needed. I got to let him know what I had for lunch today. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, there's, oh, it's my turn at the Scrabble game. Isn't it funny how you talk about something and this phone will send you advertisements about what you talk about? Don't you get it? Stolen focus. Let's separate ourselves. When I, my prayer time, I, I use this device for Panora, Pandora music while I'm praying and worshiping God. Then I'll let it interrupt me because I've got to properly stare. Not just glancing, not just glaring, not just gawking. This year is not a year to just slightly go by and say, hi, Jesus. Not going to work. You're not going to get anything because God knows you're not serious. I got the Holy Ghost. I sought for the Holy Ghost all because the girlfriend wanted me to seek, to seek for it. Oh, Rod, you need the Holy Ghost. If I makes you happy, girly, I'll go to the altar. That's how I was. Born and raised in church. Knew all about it. But you know when I got the Holy Ghost? When I got serious. You're telling me that what we're going through, what things are happening, that doesn't devote you to seriously seek after God. To properly start staring at Him. To separate yourself from the world. Come on, give Him 10 minutes. Give Him 15 minutes. Properly stare at Him. Because it's about the view. Because when I catch a view, it changes my perspective. I don't need to gawk. I don't need to glare. I don't need to glance. But what I need to do is refocus. What I really need to do is, is, is dial in my eagle eye on him. What I really need to do is fixate my mind on God for an hour or however long my prayer life is. What I really need to do is I need to take in everything. This is why you do not miss church. There's stuff that goes across the pulpit. There's lessons that happen that I need to take in everything. Who am I that I'm big enough, that I'm good enough, that I'm far enough along in spirituality that I don't need to, to come into the church and come to the house of God and sit in the atmosphere of worship and listen to what's going on? I don't need that. Yes, you do. Because why? I have to separate and I have to properly stare. That's all in this word called looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of faith. Let's go to Luke 19, my last, last series of scriptures. Here's a story we've all heard. And what, back in the 60s again, your kids, kindergarten class, you all heard of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a rich man. 
cute song. Here we're going to get the meaning today. Jesus entered and he passed through Jericho. There's a difference between passing through and bypassing you. When he comes to go close to you, he passes by you as he's doing today. If he doesn't want to be around you, there's signs that say 75, bypass Atlanta, yep. Because I don't want to go down through the city because of the traffic, whatever. He's intentionally coming this way today. That's what I said. The presence of God shows up. It's not just to say hello and see you later. He wants to do something for you. Verse 2, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was the chief among the publicans. And, of course, let's just throw this in. He was rich. You ever seen The Chosen? Another Chosen commercial? Sometimes you, you see things and you think, ah, it's Hollywood. Yeah, this is different. I don't know why, but they pray before it's filmed. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing because... This is the only mini-series about the life of Christ. A mini-series. I mean, that last, they're doing season four. I think there's seven seasons from what I heard. Wow. <clears throat> and this Zacchaeus here in verse two reminds me of Matthew, the disciple, little rich guy. And it's sometimes, Carrie and I were talking about this on the way up here, how it kind of blends the stories in this, of, the, of the scriptures in with the people. And it kind of weaves everything together. Anyway, if you have to be entertained, choose the chosen. There's an app you can get, download it. It's free. You can start watching it. Yeah, maybe it's not exactly, but you know what? Yeah. It's good stuff. It's better than anything I've seen Hollywood put together. This is the only film where the feeding of 5,000, they had actually 5,000 volunteers from around the world show up to film that scene. They didn't have, they didn't have to computer generate anything. They didn't have to take a, a group of 100 and multiply it on the computer so it looks like it's fine. 5,000 actual individual people from around the world because they wanted to see this scene. As he was chief among the publicans, he was rich. Here's verse 3. He sought to see Jesus. If you're going to get somewhere with God, you've got to make your mind up to seek after him. You've got to make your mind up to find him on your own. <clears throat> to see who he was could not for the press because he was little in stature. He couldn't see him because he was small and all he could see. How many have ever been to a parade and you're in the back of it and you can't see anything? Or if you go and you look, maybe a football game today and you see the crowd. 
and these people pay thousands of dollars for a seat way up the nosebleeds and you can't barely see the field. You don't know what's going on. And then they're playing at the other end where all the action is. You, you need binoculars. and you, I mean, who wants to watch a game through binoculars and pay all that money? You just see it at home, big screen. Look at that. That's nice. He couldn't see Jesus, what he wanted to do, because he had a lot of obstructions in the way. So here again, separate yourself. Get the obstructions out of the way. If there's one thing that you can do, if you have lost loved ones, if you have family members you've been praying for, if you have situations you've been praying for, you, you, you need to get the obstructions out of the way so that they have a clear, open view of Jesus. Verse 4, he ran before, climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Good thing about Zacchaeus, I had desire. I know which way he's coming, and I'm going to do something about it. If you've got desire for God, it's up to you to follow up with that desire. It's up to you to follow up, and to, if it takes climbing a tree, then by God, we got to climb a tree. If it takes throwing some things off so that I can climb the tree better to see Jesus, then I gotta throw some things off. I gotta set the weights aside. I've gotta set things out and so I can climb this tree better. Why? Because I want a view of Jesus like nobody else did. Verse 5 When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him. He said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. For today I must abide at thy house. Musicians, if you'd like to come, we're getting ready to close. I think Jesus already knew what Zacchaeus had what his plan to do. And I'll go as far as to say Jesus knew. So in other parts of the scripture, he said, we got to go through Samaria. Well, his disciples said, we got to go. Go through Samaria for. There's somebody that I need to see. This case, it doesn't say that we must needs go through Jericho. It just happened to be, go, let's go through Jericho. Why? Because there's a Zacchaeus there. Let's go through Fort Myers. Why? Somebody's here in this church that he needs to see. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste. Come on down. The thing about Zacchaeus do you think this rich guy would, would throw some things off and climb up in a tree? I don't think so. He would probably pull out his phone, text his servant and say, hey, can, can you bring me over the ladder? You know, it's in the garage. Hurry up. Oh, and by the way, you know, climb up there in front of me and tear out the branches so I, you know, I can get me up and he didn't have that either. Desire is what got him up there. Desire has said, I got to throw this off. Desire says, yeah, it may pain my fingers and stuff, and it may hurt my knee, and I might scrape myself, but you know what? I'm getting up in that tree because I've got to see a view because it's all about the view. It's all about separating. It's all about I, I got to properly stare at him. What makes him do that? What makes him want to have that desire? Maybe Zacchaeus heard about what Jesus did. Maybe Zacchaeus experienced and, and, and 
and, and uh, rubbed shoulders with some of the people in Jericho that Jesus had done miracles for, maybe he had them come to their office and said, you know what, where's that month's rent of taxes, the back taxes that you owe? How come you don't owe it? Well, Jesus came by and here, you know, it's a miracle. Who is this Jesus? So Jesus says, come on, I'm coming to your house today. Made haste, came down, received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying, he was gone to be the guest with a man that's a sinner. This is an example of complete 180 of how somebody was before they knew Jesus and how they are now. Zacchaeus stood, he said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man in false accusation, I'll restore him not just once, twice, threefold, fourfold, I'll restore him. Wow. He wasn't rich anymore. Jesus said unto him, This day salvation has come to this house for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. There's a theme this year. It's he's come to seek and to save that which was lost. If there's a theme in my life, it's got to get closer to God. If there's a theme in my life, it's I've got to separate myself and I've got to get lost in his presence so that I can properly stare at him. Because once I see it, I can't unsee it. Once I see him as my healer, he'll always be my healer. No matter if he ever heals me again or not, he'll always be my healer. How many times has he come to your aid and picked you up? How many times has he showed you he's your shepherd? Zacchaeus did have desire. Desire means to wish, to long for, to crave, to want extremely. This world's view is full of discouragement. Stand with me. This world's view, I've said before, there's no hope. It's depressing. It tells you that you don't have a chance. I'm here to tell you, you've got a chance today. If you want to make it with God, you've got a chance today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Today is your day. Zacchaeus decided to do something about his view. Wasn't satisfied with being and viewing the backs of a crowd. He had to find this sycamore tree and start climbing. But more than anything else, I've got to see Jesus. Some things, you know, you have to let go in order to climb the tree. It's hard to climb a tree and hold on to that stuff. You've got to make a decision to let it go. You ever read the, 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 uh, the account of how they trap these little monkeys in islands? That they drill a hole in the coconut and they put some shiny object in there. And the hole's just big enough for the little monkey to stick his hand in. And he'll grab this thing. But what happens is he can't get his hand out and he's caught. Can't go anywhere because it's chained up. All you've got to do, my friend, is let go of this, pull your hand out, and you're good. Can't climb a tree like that. Throw some things down. 
get to see Jesus because it's all about the view. This world will do anything to obstruct your view. So it's going to take climbing. Not like you've ever climbed before. Ah, I'll let somebody else climb. I can't climb your tree. You climb your tree. I can't pick your stuff to throw off. You drop what you don't need. I can't make your mind up for you. But I'm telling you this, in 1971, I made my mind up. I've got to get the Holy Ghost. I've got to get close to God. I can't play around anymore. The world will do anything to stop your view. So it's going to take climbing to get the great view of godly things. Because why? I have a desire for godly things. Because I know I want to be with Him. Amen? Separate today and then properly stare at Him. Let's sing our song.